ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Sports Cave. I'm your host, I'm Robbie Clark, the one with his arms up, feeling victorious for the first Turn time. Turn your volume down. Basically in diapers, essentially, are fresh out of diapers, the biggest Maple Leaf fan that we Zach Roden. I'm so sorry to tell you that I know you were extremely pumped and you screamed out your excitement. Your microphone barely picked up any of that. <laughs> well, I was screaming that we won a series finally, folks. It's fucking been 19 years for me as a Leaf fan. Saturday night, probably, this is kind of sad to say because it's just a first-round victory, but that's probably the greatest memory oh, that I God. could think of in my, in my Leaf fandom because that's how disappointing this team's been for 20 years. Nearly I don't remember years. them winning in 2004, so. But this... Uh, Atta boy, Steve. Go Leafs, go, baby. Yes, sir. Welcome, Mr. Saturday, Skuba Sabansky. Saturday was a night that all Leaf fans were waiting for for a very long time. Very long time. So it's uh, we're going to get into it a little bit later, of course. Um, Rob, why don't you hit them with the news of what we're going to be starting with today? Well, he will be joining us very, very shortly. Uh, writer from Rumbuntner, which is part of the Pittsburgh Pirates Rumbuntner, is part of the fan-sided sports network. Mr. Cody Dunking will be joining us to talk all the craziness going on with the Pittsburgh Pirates and how they are really performing to an outstanding start through the first month of the season in first mm-hmm. place Incredible. in the NL Central, which I don't think anybody anticipate whatsoever. And you probably, figure the second O'Neill crews get down, they go down harder, but they haven't. He's going to break it all down for us and if there's any players that we should keep on the lookout, if there's anybody in the minors that we should keep an eye on, what they're going to do potentially at the trade deadline, all depending on the season goes. There's a lot of questions we're going to ask him, uh, and he will be joining us very, very shortly. It's bound to be a good episode. And then, of course, yes, sir. we got to recap the entire first round of the NHL and NBA playoffs have come to Bam. a conclusion, and we're reaching into the second round. The first l- month of baseball you, is folks. done. I'm going to be hard as a rock when we're talking about the first round of the NHL. Oh my. Warning you guys right now, okay? Warning all of our beautiful listeners. Oh, my. Bobby boy, thank you very much for the subscription. Uh, I did not hear that Snoop Dogg is one of the 12 people purchasing the Ottawa Senators. Is It uh, It hasn't been sold yet, though, has it? Has that been no, a No, he's just part, of, he's just part of a, a uh, group right now. Of the group? Yeah, he's just part well, of the Okay, state. so I guess, well, before... Um, before we have our guest on, I can uh, kind of go into that a little bit because I saw that apparently Ryan Reynolds and the Remington group, which I'm assuming maybe Snoop Dogg's a part of that whole thing, um, they're preparing a $1 billion plus dollar offer for the Ottawa Senators. Now, if you Google what the Ottawa Senators are worth, it's about $650 million. That's so sad. So... I mean, if they get this offer for a billion dollars, I'm going to assume that the team is going to be sold. But you know what? You never know what the fuck's going to happen. Do you think they'll stay in Ottawa? Yeah, they're not going anywhere. They're they're not going anywhere. What they might do, possibly, I don't know, maybe do an arena, because I know their arena's in a pretty shitty spot. Like, it's not like in the downtown core uh, or anything like that. Uh, Yes, Bob, I am... uh, I'm very excited for this game tonight. Rangers Devils game seven. That is the last game of the uh, of the first round. Thank you. And the Devils I, we both called it. We both called it. Game, we, this, we knew this was going to be a seven game series. Yep. There's not a chance it wasn't going to be. And what a fucking series it's been. It looked like when it started it was going to be all Rangers. Devils came back after be all Devils. Home. 
They, they, they came back after losing two at home, took two at MSG. It's, it's, been, out, it's been what you expected, probably the series of the playoffs, although the Bruins and the uh, Florida Panthers will give them a run for their money. And honestly, you have to yeah. talk about the Leafs and Lightning potentially too, three games into overtime. Three games overtime, and I, I think that all, was my favorite because we all won in all Tampa. All in Tampa. And all Leaf wins. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Um, yeah, I guess yeah, we'll, well, we'll, we'll break after, down some hockey right now until he gets in here. Okay, yeah, before Cody comes on, we'll, I guess we'll start with the hockey, and then when he comes on, we'll take a little bit of a break. So for that case, I'm not even going to start with the Leafs yet because I know I'm not going to want to stop. You no, know what I mean? Because I'm going to be like, so, Cody's here. be like, I got to finish. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? Let's go over the series that happened that ended last night. One of the two series that ended last night. Uh, the Arguably the biggest upset in NHL playoff history. It, 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 almost it, reminds me, it almost reminds me when the Warriors went 73-9, but at least they went to the finals. Bruins got knocked down in the first fucking round. That's unbelievable. No way I expected them to get so, eliminated in the first round. But, Zach, I'll let you you know analyze it really well. I guess I, we found first, out that Olmark was yeah. hurt. So, apparently he was hurt for the last six games, um, which, I mean, really no surprise. He, he didn't really look like himself in this playoff series. Early on, he looked very sharp. Not really very sharp. He looked pretty good. Games five, game six, really got out of hand for him. Tough games. Um to say I was a little bit surprised, though, which I guess now I'm not really surprised hearing that Allmark was dealing with a, the, all those injuries, but uh, starting Swayman in Game 7 for the first game, looking back on it now for Boston, probably not a very smart idea. If Allmark is dealing with those injuries and you're up 3-1 in the series, what do you, like, let the guy rest. Swayman's a very comparable backup. Because he would be a starter on some teams. Probably in the Leafs, if we're going to be honest. I know no, Samson, I love Samsonov. I was going to say, I know Samsonov's like, up. Oh. And here he is. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. We're going to bring in Mr. Cody We're going to get back folks. into the hockey talk after, folks. Ugh. Which should be a very, very fun time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And there he is, the man, Cody Duncan. What's going on, man? How are you? Working out the uh, kinks, oh, it looks getting like. Getting the here. audio off. There we are. How Cody, doing, welcome to the show. How are you? How's, it going? How's hey, it going? Hey, thanks for taking the time out of your day. Come join us, you know. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um so I I found you one day randomly on the For You page on Twitter. Okay. And honestly, you made me aware of the Pirates just shocking the baseball world. If we're going to be completely honest here, Cody, I think everybody, and I'm saying 99% of baseball fans had the St. Louis Cardinals, some maybe even the Chicago Cubs surprising everybody in the NL Central. What the hell is going on with these Chicago Cubs? Are excuse me, wow, these Pittsburgh Pirates, man. What's going on? I He's mean, nervous. O'Neill He's Cruz nervous. gets hurt, and they and they're performing even better. What's going on? Hey, it's uh, well, I think they've the Pirates have had like sixteen quality starts so far this season. So really, the starting pitching has been, you know, kind of kind of been the glue to this team to the reason why they have twenty wins before before May. Um, you know, that's kind of been a surprise, you know, after spring training, uh, one of our better starting pitchers, JT Brubaker, went down with an injury. Um, well, actually, he got Tommy John surgery. Oh, yeah. So that gave uh, that gave Johan Oviedo an opportunity to get that fifth spot in the rotation. And besides yesterday, he he, he struggled yesterday, rain delay, young kid. Um, you know, that happens. So besides yesterday, he was he was pitching unbelievable. I b- believe he had like a 
uh, 3.03 ERA after five starts before yesterday. Now uh, it kind of skyrocketed because of yesterday's performance. But, you know, before that, like I said, he's been a, a huge help. Uh, Mitch Keller has just, you know, has kind of dominated this whole year. I mean, he's close to a, a sub three R ERA. He's at like a 3.5, but depending on what, how he does against the Rays tomorrow will determine on how, uh, how low is ERA or, or whatnot will go. And then you got guys like 43 year old Rich Hill that I didn't even know he could still pitch, but apparently he, <laughs> he can barely did anything with Boston last year. And that's what I was going to ask you. Um, Think about all the veteran guys they brought in. Carlos Santana, Rich Hill, Andrew McCutcheon. Do you think this plays a big part with what's essentially a group of young kids, these veterans able to guide them uh, to a winning path? Yeah, I mean, it's not only uh, the veteran presence that they bring, but all those guys, the, just forget their age, at, you know, forget their age, forget, you know, if they're over the hill or whatnot, but, you know, with their playing abilities, but not only are they a veteran presence to the to the clubhouse, they all come from winning organizations, right? right? They, you know, the or obviously Andrew McCutcheon, you know, he was with the 2013 to 2015 Pirates. Obviously, he was before that, and then he moved on yep. to some other teams. But he yep. he knows what it's like to win. Carlos Santana, man, he's been in a in a World Series, yep. right? And then you got Rich Hill. He's been all, you know, and on 15 different teams. I, yeah, you know, essentially. I'm sure he's, leadership, I'm, though. Yeah, he's exactly. seen it all. He's seen it all. Exactly. And then, you know, uh, I got to first off before I get into uh, Austin Hedges, because he, he even though he can't hit, I think you and all three of us combined could probably hit better than him. <laughs> and I haven't seen you guys swing a bat. I, I, I got a very impressive slow pitch softball swing, if I must say. A couple <laughs> dingers. And, and I, got, uh, I got the ball to prove it. Oh, First yeah. time in my he, life, everyone over the fence. This is his shrine. Uh, That's go. my shining gold right there, man. <laughs> did, did you did you sign it? That's all that matters. Uh, it landed in some dog shit, so I, I had to wash it <laughs> off first. <laughs> There's like a dog park right there, and I guess somebody decided not to put their dog into the dog park to take care of business. What are you going to do? Didn't pick oh. it up. Smeared the ball. Yeah, you hit the shit out of the ball, right? That's, That's it. <laughs> That's it, man. Hey, so um, let's get to know a little more about you, Cody. I know a lot of pirate talk, but what inspired yep. you to become a writer um, for the pirates. Yeah. So it, it was kind of, it's kind of funny. My, I started my Twitter account during, uh, it was probably like halfway through COVID. Mm -hmm. All right. It was, it was, uh, it was during the rebuilding phase of the pirates. Uh, it was that year that like, they had like nobody in the stands and, uh, and they had like, uh, uh, what do they call it? Like um, fake people stands. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. The cardboard <laughs> cutouts. Yeah. The cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Remember yeah. when yeah. Fox had like the animation, so it looked like there were actual fans when they hit home runs into the seats, like all over. I could have done without that. It was slightly embarrassing. I'm it not was, gonna lie. It was. <laughs> you could have done without that. Like we get what's going on. Yeah, you don't have to fake the situation. Right. We know. Yeah. We know what was in the stands. Um, but. You know, I always I always paid attention to the Pirates, right? But I had a Twitter account that was pretty much dormant. I never used it. So, you know, if you look at my account, it says, like, it's from 2014. But I had, like, no tweets, yeah, nothing. Right, right. I'm like, you know what? I know a lot about the Pirates. I know a lot of people want to know how this rebuild is going. I'm going to just – what? so I'm just going to talk about the our prospects, um, you know, make uh, you know, make updates with the prospects – make updates with their videos of how they're doing on the, you know, you know, 
at their homes, at the, you know, at the minor league games, all that kind of stuff. So I just, po- you know, I started talking about them and it kind of carried over to the big league team. And I started talking about them. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, uh, Rum Bunter, the, 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 the company that I work for now, yep. uh, they got actually got in touch with me because I started to get pretty big on Twitter. At the time, they, they contacted me at about, I don't know, 3,000 followers which, uh, you know, it's a pretty good amount, I suppose, yeah. at the time. And they got in contact with me and they said, have you ever uh, have you ever been interested in writing? And I was like, well, uh, you know, I have, a, I, have, I have a bachelor's degree in college, but it wasn't for journalism or writing or anything like that. But I, I've written, a, you know, a decent amount. And I know a, a lot about the Pirates, so I think I could do a good job. And they, you know, they had me uh, write a write some things and if and then they thought I did a pretty good job so that's how I got kind of started with them and I've been with them since 2021 so I'm going on 2 years now and congratulations kind of carried over yeah, beautiful yeah kind of carried over I you know with that writing gig you know a lot of um a lot of I, I've I've gained some sources with the pirates as well some so I I have uh um reported some breaking news with them every once in a while too. So it's kind of been a, it's kind of been a pretty cool uh, experience these past couple of years. That's awesome. I can tell you guys are Canadian, by the way. I, I'm Canadian. He's a, he's actually a big uh, he's a big Yankee fan over there. Uh, but uh, oh, so he, as you, you, can, probably, you, probably, uh, you probably don't want to check out my Twitter account. I kind of give you that <laughs> no. Time. I know you. No, that, you know what? That's I'm, what? I'm not the typical Yankee fan. like. Oh, that's what made around. me excited about you coming on because I'm a Blue Jays fan, so <laughs> ah, I, I fucking can't stand the Yankees. <laughs> so when he just, said he's like, "Yeah, he's coming on," he's not a fan of the Yankees. I'm like, "I'm going to get along with this guy just, <laughs> just fine." No, just it's fine. it's kind of it's kind of funny because how that all started was I actually I'm not a fan of the Yankees. Don't get me wrong, but I've never like disliked them by any means. I just yeah. I'm not a fan of them because they. Actually, funny thing is, my second favorite team used to be the Blue Jays. My great oh, yeah. my grandfather was a, a big Blue Jays fan. And when I moved back to Florida, because uh, I'm originally from Florida, I was okay. born there. Yep. Um, they played the Rays all the time. So I would go to the Tropicana Field and watch the Blue Jays and Rays games with, with my grandpa. My grandpa. So I kind of became a slight fan of them awesome. uh, for a short period of time. So I, I don't dislike the Blue Jays at all. I'm actually oh, I actually cheer for them. Uh, especially when you guys got Russell Martin, because Russell Martin yeah. was uh, was a former pirate, former and when Yankee. He joined, and obviously Jose Bautista. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of was like, okay, this is kind of like the Pirates without them being the Pirates. Yeah, and it was good to see them have some success too after leaving the team as well. Keep nothing. Nothing fun. will be better than the Jose Bautista bat flip um, yeah. against the Rangers. That was one of the greatest. Iconic. I. Yeah. Uh, was I, remember wa- I was watching that in my garage with a bunch of buddies and I have a, I had this, well, I had this like pretty big glass table in there mm. and we just started jumping up and somebody had hit it with their hand or their boot and the thing, f- like it just did a flip and <laughs> smashed into 10,000 pieces. We all just stopped and looked at it. We're like, ah, who gives a shit? And we all just kind of, what a night that was. So, so yeah, sorry that I kind of went off on a rant. Yeah, there. No, problem. no, no but problem, dude. Yeah, back with the Yankees situation though on Twitter, it all started because I posted um, like I one of one of my uh, sources said that you know if the uh, if Brian Reynolds was ever going to get traded to the Yankees, that that the Pirates would want Volpe 
and Dominguez. Okay, so I posted that sometime in the offseason. I'm not saying that trade was ever going to happen or anything right, like that. Right. But that was the type of deal that the got. Pirates wanted. Yeah. Right? And then I just got, oh my goodness, I got attacked <laughs> by every Yankee fan in the world saying, Reynolds is nowhere near as good as Volpe. You're, you're crazy, all this kind of stuff. So I kind of just made a thing out of it when Brian Reynolds, like, I don't know, was on a tear in the beginning of the year. I just said, ah, I'd rather have Brian Reynolds than Volpe anyway. And it just caused a, a hell storm. So. Well, if I was a betting man, I would assume that one of those Yankee fans that was chirping you on Twitter was probably was probably Robbie. No, 100% was not. <laughs> 100% was not. I, I'm used I, – I told you, Zach, like months ago – the yep. same teams over and over and over again when it's the hottest player in the market. Every sport, basketball, it's the Lakers. They're going to the Lakers. Football, it's the Cowboys. They're going to the Cowboys. Baseball, they're going to the fucking Yankees. Like, I would have loved Brian Reynolds, but I, I definitely wouldn't give up three, two to three of our top prospects for him. It's not that, yeah, it's not, it's not that he's not nice, but like, if you have these guys, then you want to see what they turn into. However, we just yeah. don't want to use. Yeah, which, which is definitely understandable. Um, and, but I just kind of thought it was funny. So I just carried kept, yeah. kept, kept heckling him because it was, I don't know, because Brian Reynolds, man, he's right now, I think he's a, just looking at his stats and, uh, you know, how he's playing. He's right now, he's a top 10 player, right? Yeah, now, he's killing my fantasy yeah. baseball team. I could tell you that much. And you're definitely right. And I think uh, that's, that was going to be my next question about Brian Reynolds. Are you shocked because the Pirates aren't known to really give out money? I think, um, if I'm mistaken, the most recent extension prior to him was Keen Brian Haynes, and he was either the second largest or the largest right there with Jason Kendall. Are you shocked mm-hmm. that they finally like gave Reynolds what he wanted? Yeah, I am. I am a bit surprised because, um, you know, in the off season, especially during, uh, uh, uh. I don't know. It was around December when they were the, the rumors started to come around where he wanted he demanded a trade, mm-hmm. and there was there was teams that were interested in him, and it just seemed like it was destined for him to be traded before the season started. Um, so yeah, I definitely thought that it, the deal was not going to get done, and then once spring training came around, there was some whispers going around that they were trying to get a deal done, and then there was finally a deal done, but. Uh, you know, uh, Brian's uh, party wanted a uh, an opt-out clause, and then the Pirates didn't want to do that. And then it kind of stalled out from there. And then all of a sudden, the Pirates start winning, and then everybody's yep. happy. Yep. And now he, he's okay with not opting out. And then, you know, before you know it, he has an eight-year deal, um, 100, almost $107 million. And then I believe on year 2031 – there's a club option for $20 million. So the deal could end up being around eight years for $124 million. Wow. Wow. That's a pretty penny. 20 right years there. Old, I, so they got until he's I really wish I would have started playing baseball when I was younger. <laughs> Hockey was a stupid choice. <laughs> <laughs> you Canadians just don't learn any better, man. No. Although there are a couple no. of good Canadians in baseball. Frederick, even though he was like Amer- like more so born in America, if I believe correctly. Vado, you know, you got some guys. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple, a handful. So so yeah, um, you got, who, who, you got um uh, go ahead sorry no 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 go ahead go ahead I'm sorry I'm sorry no no I was just saying uh, Freddie Freeman he's a Canadian yeah dude. right Freeman I like those Naylor brothers too I know you're not a fan of them Robbie but oh <laughs> funny <laughs> Let me story rock that baby for you I went to uh, Game Five the ALDS and I was a drunken fool but the one thing that stood out to me was I was like the most ruckus we were the first row judge comes over he 
points at me specifically. He's like, I was like, I got you, bro. Get the fuck up, Judge Watson. Make some noise. Highlight of my fucking life, man. Judge is fucking. <laughs> that was one of the highlights of my life. But um, what's been the highlight so far? You know, it's two years into the job. What's been the highlight so far? Would you say with this amazing job? Would it be the? Do you get free admission to baseball? Getting to talk to all the players. What, what's the highlight, man? Yeah, nice I perks. think yeah. So I I uh, actually get uh, uh, some press passes with the minor league teams because uh, that's that's kind of what I focus on the most. Now I have yeah. been focusing a lot more on the major league team, but mm-hmm. uh, you know I like I just got in contact with the Altoona Curve, which is our Double A team, and you know they're they're uh, willing to have me go down there and you know talk to some players and stuff like that. So I'm kind of excited for that. Um, plan on doing some of that in the summer as well, if I have some time, but no, I, I would say the best part was definitely getting communication with the players. I have a lot of, uh, a lot of players I talk to, uh, you know, know that they kind of, they like what I, what I do with the team, you know, with, you know, how I talk about them personally and all that kind of stuff. So I think that was a really cool thing. It makes me feel like I'm now, you know, I'm not really, but it makes me feel like I'm kind of a part of the team some, somewhat. Right. So I so it's it's cool. Hell yeah. Well, and it's also good for those guys too to have like the, probably to somebody you like and trust probably rather talk to you about shit like that than go to some asshole reporter, you know what I mean? Rather if you reported than them. Yeah, just just yeah, to give you an idea. Yeah, just to give you an idea, uh Blake Sable, he plays for the San Francisco Giants now, okay? But he just hit a walk-off home run against the Cardinals a couple days ago. Yeah. And I, I he used to play for the Pirates. He uh was a rule 5 draft pick from the Giants this offseason. So if he would if he would have been protected, he'd still play with he'd still right, be playing for the Pirates. But um, you know, I I had good com- uh you know good communication with him before he made it on the Giants. I wished him well. Like I, I talked to him regular or I used to talk to him regular regularly when he was on the Pirates. Well I texted him the other day just saying man, keep killing it after he hit the walk-off. And, you know, I was talking to him with, you know, after the walk-off home run. So, you know, it's yeah. that type of thing that's really cool. Yeah, definitely, man. Build connection yeah, with these awesome. athletes. And some of these people forget that athletes are regular people. It's yeah. Hard to, it's hard to believe. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, because people put him on such a pedestal sometimes. be right. You see him on a public. Holy shit, that guy looks kind of like me. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> hey, so let me ask you, um, who who would you say is the most exciting player to watch in baseball i know you get the otanis the trouts the judges do you have like someone different from them that really catches your eye or would you say that's definitely the top piece um i mean it's always it's always going to be otani and trout they're always the 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 go-to guys but yeah you know i do like i do like vladdy i mean he's so to watch Uh, i know you're a blue jay fan so i'm kind of like i'm kind of yeah, I appreciate that right there. No, but no, Vlad Vlad is, is always a fun watch, man. Wander Franco. Mm. Oh, my God. That barehand edge dude. Oh, my dude. God. He's a yeah, stud. I, yeah, I love watching that guy. I uh, hope he becomes an absolute Hall of Fame, no doubter, because I have his rookie auto out of 99. There so hopefully- Oh, wow. So you're yeah. I'd be holding on to that yourself. thing. Oh, yeah, definitely a card collector for sure. I get no luck with any breaks him, and I got a buddy who has, like, he's big into NFL, so he's got Fields RPAs, Mac Jones RPAs, Trey Lance RPA. He has every goddamn card, and I think the best one I got is Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> it's no disrespect to Ayuk. Ayuk is good, but, like, I'm making, like, 50 bucks off of him. He's got a Justin Fields card. He's like, yeah, I went on eBay. It's not even there. It's probably a couple fucking thousand dollars, bro. 
Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty crazy well, how much these cards can go for. I know. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I pull, I uh, bought a uh, blaster box. I know we're going off topic here, but I bought a blaster box of Optic this year. Nice. Before, before or last year, before the season started, and I pulled a downtown Mac Jones, and I sold it for $1,500. Oh my god! And that was before he, yeah, that was before he, uh, you know, kind of wow. sucked. So yeah, I looked at the end of the year and how much it, that card sold for was like two hundred bucks. Yep. So thank God you sold him when you did. Oh man, I was like, I don't trust this kid. I don't think he's that good. I'm selling him. The guy's like, honey, I'm spending fifteen hundred on this card. It's gonna be worth ten fucking thousand soon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that guy probably yeah. feels like complete shit. You Mac Jones, he's a. Fucking... Uh, oh, you never know. I guess it could be more money if he. Doesn't suck next year, Robbie. Well, he has an offensive corner now. Thank God. I'm a Patriots fan as well. So. Yeah, big Patriots. Oh my fan goodness! Right. I know. And a Patriots. I'm telling fan. you, the worst human. Like it's just like, how do you you get you got hit in the head when you were a kid? I'm I'm in Connecticut, so I'm like right in the middle. Okay, okay, that okay. I'll give you a break on that. Then and, you're and from Connecticut. That's fair. I'm still loyal to my fucking Brooklyn Nets, too, man. Well, good thing in the you know around here we don't have basketball. Basketball, so. yeah. So are you big into hockey at all? We, I mean, the Penguins, I, I'm not huge on hockey, but I used to be with, like in the 2007, 2008 when I was, you know, had no life and I was in high school. So, <laughs> you know, the only thing you could focus on was sports. So, yeah, yeah. I was big in hockey then. And that's when uh, that's when Crosby was, you know, three or four years down, you know, in the, in the yeah. league. We just dominated everybody. So I was real big in hockey then. And then – yeah, I kind of fell off. I I started just focusing on uh, baseball. That's like my That's favorite, your passion, no, man. the bread and butter. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're looking. Well, at I'll keep the you updated. Crosby jersey is the biggest Crosby sucker you'll ever meet. I was gonna life. say I'll keep it. I'll tell you an update. Crosby is still just as goddamn good as he was <laughs> back then. He is fucking still amazing. Yeah, too bad the, the team isn't. I, that's yeah. I know. That, yeah. This this honestly because I I'm also I, I I like Pittsburgh as well. I've Crosby's been my favorite player since he come uh, came into the league. Um, but, uh, I, I felt like this year was kind of like one of their last kicks at the can of it, you know, and now Crosby's is going to be 36 or 30, I think Mal could be 37. He'll be 36. So and then I, I, know, the playoffs I, know those two guys, I know those two guys in Latang and then yeah. I know everybody hates Tristan Jari. That's all I know. He, yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he's a bit of a handful. We actually, the Leafs now have you guys as old goalie who I, I hate that guy. So maybe it's just a Pittsburgh goalie thing nowadays. Yeah, I mean, besides uh, Mark Andre Fleury, I, I yeah, know. Yeah, the flower. Yeah. Wait, who do you have? Who do you? Who's your goalie now? We well, right now we have uh, Ilya Samsonov. He was from uh, Washington Capitals last year as a starter, but Matt Murray was the guy oh, from, uh, from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, we won a uh, two cups with him. With him, yeah, yeah. one or two cups. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I mean, he was good for like a couple of years. Yeah. Then something happened to him. I, you know what? He's got this. He's got the skill to bring it back though. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. We'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully. Is he going to be available yeah. second round, Matt Murray, or is he – what's his status? Yeah, why, uh, probably not. I mean, you're going to – why – don't switch it now. You, you won your no. first round in 19 fucking years. you got to keep this team going the same <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. Um. So let me ask you a couple more questions about the Pirates. So let's say they keep up this momentum up mm-hmm. to the All-Star break, up to the trade deadline. Do they stay put, or do they try to bring in some pieces for a playoff run? What do you think happens? So at first I would say, you know, since we're a small market team that you really don't want to get rid of any of your top prospects, uh, 
especially for rentals. Um, Yankees fans should know that by now, just from their debacle last year, giving getting rid of uh, all all your guys for Frankie Montas. Yeah, not a, not a good decision. <laughs> but uh, even though he wasn't a rental, but I feel still. like this guy just wants to shit on me. This fucking episode, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Cody. You're welcome back any goddamn time. Anytime you're welcome back on the show. No, but um, no. So obviously, small market team, Pirates. Uh, you know, here's the thing: we are loaded in the middle middle infield uh, position for, especially for prospects. But you know, we got O'Neill Cruz coming back eventually after his broken ankle. Uh, man, re- rest in peace, his ankle, man. That was that brutal. was that was so hard but, to watch. Yeah, it was a little tough. But um, and then we also have Rodolfo Castro. So when O'Neill Cruz comes back. Castro will move back to the sec- or second base position. And, man, that guy has been uh, – I don't have his stats on me, but he's batting, I believe, around 280, uh, has like an over 800 OPS and has three bombs already. So if he continues, uh, you know, hit – if you can hit, you're going to play no matter what. So uh, he's definitely better fit at the second base position. So if, once we get those two guys back – Obviously, I mean, once we get O'Neill Cruz back and then move uh, Castro back to the second base position, we have a guy or well, a couple guys in the minor leagues that we could trade off uh, for pitching, in my opinion. And that's yeah. Nick Gonzalez. He was drafted, I believe, sixth overall in 2020. He's in AAA. He is on the IL right now, but he's having a decent season. He's a guy that I could see being traded if um, if they need if they need somebody. But there's there, there's no way Ben Sherrington, which is our GM, is going to trade for a rental. It's going to be it's going to have to be a guy that has a couple years left in the left yeah, his contract. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be he'd be a guy that I would see could be on the trading block, or a guy like Leover Pagero. We traded for him for Starling Marte back in 2019. He's but I don't see a lot of trade value with him just because he's really struggling this year. So. If anything, I would say we would trade uh, those two guys. Uh, and in my opinion, they would probably trade for some starting pitching or or maybe I, I think those guys have too high a value for relief pitching. Uh, but right. if anything, it would be starting pitching. Right. Right. Well, one thing I'd say is up this upcoming trade deadline prior to the Otani thing, because if the Angels, you know, completely shit the bed, there's a good chance, you know, maybe they try to deal him because they'll get the mother load for him in return, which they should yeah, really consider. I would love to see a trade Which they that. really should consider. We look at a team like the Chicago White Sox, you think maybe potentially if a Luis Roberts available, even though they already got a pretty decent all-field as it is already. And as you already said, you know, the middle middle infield's kind of set, so no need for TA. Would you think the Pirates would take an interest in Luis Roberts potentially? Or maybe even a um, uh, Liam Hendricks, depending on his uh, return from cancer, which we see he's remission, you know, he's in remission, he's free of cancer. Yeah, no, those those are two great um, great options for the Pirates if they're interested in trading for somebody. I mean, we do have okay. So in our outfield, we have two solid guys in my opinion. We got obviously Brian Reynolds, right. and we have at center field we have Jackson Winsky. If you don't know much about Jackson Winsky, um, guy was a rookie last year, led the NL in home runs. He had 19 home runs in the least amount of games. Uh, Michael Harris, he tied with Michael Harris. I was going to say 19. that's the one guy we all heard about was Mr. Michael Harris. Yeah, no one no one really talked about uh, Jack Sawinski. Look at this guy's stats this year. He's batting, I believe, in the 280s. 
He has uh, over a thousand OPS. He has already six home runs. Uh, the guy is a uh, man. He just hit uh, in in the National Series. He hit a four hundred fifty foot bomb Shit. for a grand slam. <laughs> so, so that guy. I seen you post that highlight. I seen you post the highlight. Second deck, oh, right center. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the guy I'm talking about. So I've always had a lot of trust in him. So those two, those are two guys. Now. That center field position, we could transition if we wanted Luis Robert. We could transition Jackson Winsky into right field and move Luis Robert into center because I truly think Luis Robert's probably a better defender than Jackson Winsky is. Yes. The guy's just a, just a freak He's athlete. He's a freak athlete, yes. Yeah. I did not like his, that video of him no. not running out the uh, first or the, that grounder though. That was embarrassing. What makes it but, more embarrassing is the pitcher bouncing it to first base. That even made it more embarrassing, bro. It's like, dude, you 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 got a fucking ninety speed on MLB the show, and you mean to tell me you can't beat out a ground ball from a pitcher, man? Yeah, you can tell he was. Uh, they're out. Def- they, they they. I think <clears throat> I think they're give, the players are giving up on the team. I really yeah. do. You know, you, you think they would go higher when Tim Anderson, the field of dreams, like that was like this is the momentum swinger. Who the what the hell has happened? You can't blame Tony Larusa. Honestly, you can't blame this all on Tony Larusa. You can't. No, you can't. And you know, uh, the White Sox are actually my least favorite team this year. Uh, they used—I usually not didn't mind them, but since they uh, were the team that helped uh, O'Neill Cruz break his ankle, I, I no longer like them. Makes but sense. fair enough. It's a very fair point. Even, even though it wasn't their fault at all, but uh, it was—you uh, know, right? You, I understand. Yeah, it was the team that it's the team that it happened against. So now I no longer care if they win or lose. But uh, yeah, I would love to see Luis Robert on the Pirates. Now I don't know. I think it would take a haul to get him, even though he's struggling this year, and even though it looks like he has some attitude problems. Yeah, uh, I still think they are not going to get rid of him for anything but uh, a haul. So yeah, I would like I would like him. But if 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 they're willing to give up Dylan Cease, I wouldn't wouldn't mind him either. No kidding. Would be two good options. No kidding. All right. So yeah, that would be great. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, Zach, you got anything else to add on? Cody, I know you got. You said you got some events to go. Do you yeah. got anything to add on, my friend? Uh, I guess not. I think we pretty much covered all the bases. I mean, uh, as you can see, my baseball knowledge. I'm I'm getting into the game, Cody. I'm uh, I'm getting into the game. So um, you can see my background. Uh, I'm a big <laughs> hockey guy. Yeah, you need to uh, you need to buy some some Blue Jay jerseys and I do. Up. I do got a Vladdy. I should have probably hung that one up knowing you were coming on the show. That wasn't a very smart idea in my opinion or my part, but. Hey, Boba Shed, Vladdy, you know, you name it. Yeah. You got, uh, what is that? Alex? You know what? Actually, I guess maybe before you go, I will ask you um, maybe like a Blue Jays question. Like, what do you, what do you see like from a potential standpoint for what that team could possibly do this year? I know you're not obviously a Blue Jays or anything like that, but I'm sure you have some sort of knowledge on them. Yeah, no, they have an, a, an amazing offense. Uh, you know, I mean, you, I mean, even their backup catcher is good at, yeah. at hitting. Yeah, you know? so it's, like, it's fucking insane. You know? Yeah, the so thing that makes me worried is the pitching with that team. Yeah, starting pitching, you know, like like you said, we you got Alex Manoa. Is uh, Jose Barrios? Is he still on there? Yep. Yeah, I, I think he's actually pitching tonight. He is. Okay, uh, Barrios. So you know, you got some decent starting pitching. It's just as long as you guys can hang around in that division, because that division is so strong. I mean, yeah. even though the Good Yankees place. are struggling, and yes, it's mostly due to injuries, like if they're tied for last place with the Red Sox, that just shows you how strong that, that division 
is, you know? Yeah, it so, makes me scared when I see that. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a bloodbath, that whole division, all, all year. I don't think anybody's going to – I think the Rays will come down to earth a little bit. There's no way they're going to finish with 140 wins, okay? Yeah. So, um, so they'll eventually move down a little bit, I think, and then – you know, you got the Orioles. They're always going to be tough. They got a they got a some, crazy young core. Crazy, yeah, young core that is just amazing. Gunnar Henderson. You know, you Rutschman, got Santander, Mullins, Mateo, Mountcastle. Like Jesus, Christ. just name it, just name it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the list so they, goes on. Jason Rodriguez is he? Did they is he up in the he's bigs up. now? Yep, yep. Yeah, he's so. up. He shared that moment with his dad after his first start. How That's you right. Romantic so, about baseball. You know what? We should ask you this too. What do you think of the situation in Oakland? Um, it's awful. It's I, terrible, I, I mean, man. Here's the thing: like, I just look at it, it in my like in my team's point of view is if my team was gonna uh, move the team to say like Nashville, yep. You know, I man, I would be pissed beyond belief. Yeah. So yeah. I feel bad for the fans. You know, the the five fans that they actually I have. Was but, um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I for the for the the diehards that are in Oakland that actually care about that team, uh, I do feel bad for them because I mean, not only did they lose the A's, they just lost the Raiders not too long ago. The Warriors so, went yeah. across the bridge. Oakland, yeah, so, Oakland Major League Sports is dead. Yeah, it's going to be pretty much looks like it's going to be dead soon. And uh, Las Vegas is is the it's new driving. Yeah. Well, I, we all knew this was going to happen at some point. We all, with the way gambling was heading, we all knew it was maritime to all these sports head over to Vegas. That's yeah, like legalized sports gambling. Right? We need an NHL team. We need an NBA team. We need an MLB team. Let's NFL team. Yeah, and NBA is going to happen there soon. NBA oh yeah, for sure it will. Hundred percent. Um, last question I'll ask you, based off of, um the Dodgers, are you shocked that like they didn't even make an attempt to bring in some of their marquee free agents, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Trey Turner? And my prediction is. They're going to give Otani six hundred million, let alone five hundred million. Yeah, you, you're probably right on that. I think they. It doesn't seem like they're they basically are tanking this year because, of course, no. the Dodgers are never going to tank. No. But bringing in guys like Jason Hayward, David Peralta, um, you know, these has been guys that are not really. They, they seem like honestly, they seem like sign sign or signs that the Pirates would do. But the the Dodgers did it right, and then they have you know some young guys up like Outman and uh, you know what Trace Thompson I believe and yep. uh, and uh, what's what's that other guy he's playing second base Vargas, so it's just there. I mean besides Mookie Betts and, and Freddie. Freddie Freeman and then Munson. Max is making a little bit of a comeback here this year. He was really bad last year. But besides that, I mean, they they don't really have like when we went against them, we won the series against them last week, and I thought we were the better team. I thought we had the better lineup um, and the better pit- starting pitching. The whole like I wasn't worried about their their lineup at all. Um, so besides Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, it felt like we were just gonna go past their lineup. So, you know, I think going back to your question now, um, I think they are looking to get Otani because. One, I don't think Otani wants to leave LA. I think it's close to. I think uh, it's close. Yeah, that makes sense. To Japan. Right so yes, it's like, that's the whole you know, reason. That's why Ichiro loves Seattle. Yeah, so I, I think he's willing. He would willing to take a deal with or make a deal with the Dodgers. 
But it's and the reason why they didn't do anything this year is one that, and then two, they're so close to that luxury tax that uh, they didn't want to go over it. So, yeah, it just it feels like it's all falling falling into place for Otani to be a, a Dodger next year. Yeah, that's why I see it. That's where I think he's going. And, and then Mike and then Mike Trout's going to be stuck in limbo again with one of the worst. I mean, I, the Angels <laughs> are the biggest embarrassment. Yeah, I, it is. It is. It starts sad. with ownership, bro. It starts with ownership. They should have sold the goddamn team, and it, it's a, it's a travesty. Think about it. I mean, they're spending. I don't know, maybe two hundred million. What's the Pirates' payroll? It's probably like under fifty mil, maybe now over sixty because of the Reynolds signing. And look how much better they are compared to the Angels. It's embarrassing, and it's been like this Analytics. since the early twenty tens. It's fucking embarrassing, man. Well, most of their money only goes to like two players: Rendon, so Trout. It's not. It's not the NBA where you you can win with two players. It needs to be a whole yeah. team. That's, yeah. Um, it needs to be group. a whole team. Yep. You know and. Team. You, if you only have Shohei and you only have Mike Trout, like I was watching, they lost the series against the Brewers this week, but the, um, it was funny. Someone posted that Otani was like three for four and Mike Trout was, I don't know, three for four or two. And so they had like four or six hits, but uh, the whole team had like seven hits and they lost seven to three or something like that. I was like, exactly. These guys are dominating the game, but the other seven guys that are batting. Yeah. Are t- I never even really on the season. They had a game against Toronto where it was something similar to that. It was like everyone on the, on the Angels went 0 for whatever, and Trout and Otani were 3 for 4 each, both with like a 2 or 3 or 2 RBI or something like that. The only guys that did anything, and the Angels just lost. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Those, those two remind me of that meme with, uh, with Chris Paul. He's like, oh, the meme says like, Chris Ball hits a, a huge three pointer to cut the lead. <laughs> yeah, to like- <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect fucking analogy. Oh, Jesus. That's awesome. Hey, Cody, uh, we really do appreciate your time, man. And yeah, you this are was awesome, definitely man. Definitely welcome back anytime. Maybe a trade deadline episode. We'll see where the Pirates are at then if you're, if you're down. Yeah, for sure. You you just made me like the Yankees just a little bit more. So, congrats. I try, man. And you go know, Jays. I, I try not to be the one biased Yankee fan. Thank God my father doesn't have a microphone or else you would not like him. <laughs> he Cody. probably wouldn't like me either if he saw some of my tweets. No, so. he, he'd be barking at you in your fucking mentions, man. He'd be barking at you. <laughs> that is the type of person Bob is right there. Hey, I'll be rooting for the Pirates. I never had anything against the Pirates. I love O'Neill Cruz's game. Big fan of Reynolds and... I hope if this is the farewell tour for Andrew McCutcheon, he goes out the right way. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, hopefully we'll uh, hopefully we'll meet again, and hopefully uh, all three of our teams are in playoff contention. That's what I'm hoping for. We'll see, my man. But Look, um, so far, so good. You're Except definitely Yankees, welcome back, and I'll be uh, I'll be hitting you up to make sure about the uh, trade deadline if you're down, my man. Sounds good. I appreciate right. you guys. Having me. Thank Go you. So thanks much. a lot, man. Cody Duncan from Rum Buntner, everybody. Thanks, bro. See ya. Have a good one, brother. All right. All right. Big shout out to Cody for uh, joining us on his free time and really analyzing how. (laughs) Really analyzing uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates and their crazy success so far this season. Yeah, that guy's awesome, man. That was, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little bit worried because obviously you guys know my baseball knowledge is very limited, but uh, very easy guy to talk to. Uh, I did what I could out there. I know Robbie kind of controlled the majority of that interview, but. You did a great job, by the way, sir. Hey, it's going to be just like you. When we get a hockey guy online, 
you know, on, on our show. It's going to be the same exact thing, but you were awesome. And Cody was just absolutely magnificent. And I'm not doing this just yeah. to float his boat because, you know, he, he came on. Like, he was really, really incredible and really made me understand, like, what the Pirates' game plan has been for the last couple years and where it's going to continue to go. And if anyone wants to uh, see some of his writing or, you know, see what he's posting on Twitter, his Twitter is Cody Duncan PGH. That's K-O-D-Y-D-U-N-C-A-N-P-G-H. Yeah, he definitely he definitely does a great job out there, man. Really so, analyzing the major. Really appreciate him coming on. Hell yeah. And you know what, guys? That's a robbery right there. You prove it. You just got to shoot your shot. If you see that hot chick at a bar with a set of double D Cherie's on her, <laughs> just go up and say, what up, baby? You want to come home and get freaking naughty with me? <laughs> and maybe sometimes she'll say yes. All right. Because we got that guy on from Robbie just tweeting at him. That's it. Just hit him up in the DMs. I was like, yo, come on. And he's like, all right, bet. Uh, by the way, Marky Boy, cheers, brother. Um, I got tequila sodas today. So we'll see where that goes. Robbie, I, I need to do this. Okay. I need to, I need to just do this. Okay. Now that Cody's gone, guys, I have been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting 19 years. 19 long, hard years to finally see this Toronto Maple Leafs team win a playoffs. They fucking won a playoff series. Robbie, play the song. You know what? I don't even care. I hate the song, but I'll fucking listen to it because we won a series. Podcast listeners aren't going to be able to hear it. That's right, got what I want to got to have a I only know this Anyways, guys, I'm telling you, Saturday night was one of the most exciting nights of my entire life as a Leaf fan. So we'll just go over that series real quick because um, I feel like if we don't kind of not go through this sort of quickly, we might be here till 1030 doing this podcast. Oh. We got some stuff to talk about. So we're going to uh, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs finally beat the curse. Monkey is off the back. They win their first playoff series since 2004. Uh, for those of you that can see this, I'm just going to put my camera down for a second. Whoa! I don't want to see your... Bro? I chose to rock the vintage Brian McCabe jersey today, number 24, one of my favorite Leafs of all time. I chose to wear this because he was on the 2004 team that won the last first-round playoff series in seven games against the Ottawa Senators. Leafs take down Tampa in six. Go back and listen to the NHL playoff preview episode because Daddy Zach over here called Leafs in six. Um, it was never a doubt. You know, <laughs> I won't lie to you. There was definitely some doubts because Tampa looked so good in games three and four and really in game five, too. They looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. But you know what they say, man? Well, not so much in game five. Even when you get dominated and the puck's not going your way, Good teams find ways to win. And that is exactly what the Toronto Maple Leafs did. Huge credit to Dubas because the fucking bringing in Luke Shen, Jake McCabe, Nola Chari, Ryan O'Reilly. I'm like the, the trade deadline they or the trade deadline that Kyle Dubas had was a fucking masterpiece. He got everything the Leafs needed, and it is showing. They are yep. so deep at the center position now. Yeah, it's insane, it, bro. Matthews, Tavares, Riley, 
many I, I know the the Rangers did really well at their deadline, but like I know you know it's a wing, but that's insane. The, the, the Rangers, I I'll say this about the Rangers. I am I, I like watching the Rangers play, they're a very exciting team. The Rangers went out and got very skilled players. But if you look at the Rangers team, they didn't need to get skilled players. What they kind of did now is there's just a little bit too many fucking hands that are in the pot. You know what I mean? It's yep. it's the Leafs the Leafs and the Rangers are two extremely skilled teams. The Leafs really didn't bring in any skill. Like I know Ryan O'Reilly has skill, but I don't look at him as a skill guy. I look at him as a fucking guy, a hard-nosed player who's going to battle in the corner. He's going to be a great two-way player, great yep. defensive forward. He's going to win you 80% of faceoffs, which we saw were massive in the first round. A couple overtime winners from his stick, boop, snapping a right fucking back, clean tape to tape. And to finish it off, what a story. Hometown John Tavares gets the fucking series winner in overtime, man. Yep. God, that was fucking awesome. And you know but, how I was about Jonathan Tavares all this year, but he's really stepped up prior to the, the uh, goal. The job is not done. Okay. This job is not done. But you know what, man? I look at this. I look at this Leaf team a lot like the Washington Capitals. I know I've said this to you before, and I'm not talking about the Capitals of this year. I'm talking about the Capitals for probably the last ten years before they were finally able to win a cup. Every time Ovechkin ran into Crosby and the Penguins in the playoffs, he just couldn't do it. He could never beat him. And fuck, finally that one year they finally slayed the dragon, and they walked right into a Stanley Cup. They ended up winning a cup that year. Now I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen with the Leafs this year. But getting through that fucking thing that's beaten you down for the last, in the Leafs' case, 19 years, dude, that's got to feel so good for them. And you know what now they can do? Now they can go out and play fucking hockey. They can go out and play some stress-free hockey and just show what the fuck they can do. I honestly think it's sky's the limit for this team. Well, uh, we're considering gonna... that Boston got eliminated? Yes. Yeah. Which we, well, So I guess we'll get into that right now. At least when... Least win in six games in Tampa and Florida Panthers shock the hockey world. Can't fucking the, believe it. Beating the Boston Bruins in seven games. You want to know why I can't believe it? I was going to say this before Cody joined. Now, I really wasn't thinking about this when we were making our previews, but I was thinking about it a lot more as the season was going on. The Boston Bruins. Sorry, I got to adjust my nutsack over here. It's getting <laughs> <I> all. <laughs> but uh, the Boston Bruins. Literally, the last, we'll say 30 games of the season. Your, Not one your of those dick games. thrust got Perton per 10? If I'm saying your name wrong, my friend, I'm very deep, deeply apologize. Fucking but we right, so baby. do appreciate you giving us a follow on the podcast. Big follower. Stud 100, baby. Big follower. That's what it's all about. We're 11 away. You're a part of the um, the, the running for $100 Amazon gift card, which, by the way, I think it's four yeah. more episodes. Three more episodes after this one. Oh, boy. You better tell your three friends. Three more now. episodes, weeks. Three more episodes, folks. That's three more weeks to get this bitch up to 100. And there's going to be $200 Amazon gift cards. Oops for grabs. Yeah. But anyways, as I was saying, the if you look at the last 30 games Boston Bruins played this season, not one of those games meant fuck all. They were so far ahead in the stands. Stress-free hockey. Meaningless, meaningless hockey games for them. Florida Panthers on the other end. Battling for a wild card spot pretty much for the second full half of the season. So they've essentially been playing sort of playoff hockey now for three months. They came in so much more ready to fucking play that style of hockey than the Boston Bruins. 
And I tell you right now, man, I know the Bruins are dealing with injuries. I don't give a shit. Every fucking team is dealing with injuries. Yeah. It's not yep. an excuse. I'm not going to. Every team's got their problems going on right now. They just they just look like they did not see that tank of a Florida Panthers team coming. And a lot of people forget, yes, I know they made some moves. That was the President's Trophy winning team last year. That was the best team in the in the regular season last year. So we're not talking about a shit hockey team. Um, you know what though? I'm just gonna do a little uh I'm gonna do a preview right now. All right. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna keep my my thing going, Leafs in six. Yeah. I think Leafs, I think Leafs are gonna take the Florida Panthers down in six. And also, fuck you, Florida. Oh, not even Florida. Sorry, the GM of Florida or whichever asshole made it d- decided that only U.S. residents and Florida residents can buy tickets to watch the game. No Leaf fans are allowed to go down to support their team. You big group of pussies. <laughs> they know they put those tickets out. They fucking get flooded with Leaf fans and take that shitty building of yours right over. And we are going to take that shitty building of yours right over, bitch. Six games. <laughs> but yeah, I'll tell you right now, Florida beating Boston, 43 points separated those teams. I believe that's correct in the stand in the season, which is the second biggest differential of a defeat in a playoff in NHL history. The fucking other one wasn't like 1950 something. So that one doesn't count because mm-hmm. that's a bunch of bullshit back then. Yep. And honestly, dude, like dude, people had the Boston Bruins winning the Stanley cup in like February. You know what I mean? Like it was just like they like people were assumed that their name was already sketched in to the cup. But I tell you, and it's going back to what I just said about the meaningful hockey. Look at Tampa Bay when they broke the record. Same exact situation. The last thirty games of the season for them, the the games didn't mean shit. Yep. You get you get dis disengaged. You know you're not playing hard nosed hockey. And they got swept by Columbus that year in the first round. You you try to give a fair warning to Ploof as well because you know. uh Obviously, they have every right to be confident, but I'll tell you what. I don't want to see the Leafs win the President's uh, Trophy because here's a, here's the situation here, folks. The last team that won the President's Trophy and Stanley Cup in the same season was 2012-2013. Zachary, that team was? 2012, was it the LA Kings? Nope. 2012-13 Oh, season. Blackhawks. Blackhawks. Since yeah, sorry. then, Kings. here's how it went. Boston. Kings were eighth. Boston, ironically, 2013-14, they lost in the second round to Montreal. The Rangers, the following year, lost in the conference final to Tampa Bay. Washington in back-to-back years, both second-round eliminations against the Penguins. Pittsburgh Penguins. Yep. Uh, Nashville in 17 and 18, second-round loss to Winnipeg. Tampa, the one you always talk about, swept by the Blue Jackets. 19 and 20, Boston again, lost in the second round to Tampa. Colorado in 2022-2021, lost in the second round to the Knights. Florida last year lost to the Lightning. Add on to the list. Boston. <coughs> Boston Again, this year. Third time. Uh, first of all, Bob, Bob, it's my favorite comment I've ever seen you post in this fucking comment section right there, Bob. And I'm going to tell you this right now, Bob. I think you boys got it tonight. Oh. I think you boys got it tonight. I think it's going to be a... If 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 I think what I if what I'm thinking is correct, I believe the Devils are going to go with that Schmidt guy again because you almost have to. He's kind of really brought them back into the series. Had a shitty game last game, but give him the chance to rebound and bounce back. But I don't know. You guys have there's just so much firepower on the Rangers. Like there's just I I know I've made reference that there's just there's too many stars. People are going to want the puck, but 
when they click, that team is fucking on fire. You guys just stirking back in the net. They, I mean, they're. I'm gonna say five two Rangers tonight. That's my guess. Same score as uh as um game six. I think it was five two. Maybe it was five one. Five two. I think. I think you're right. Uh, I'm sticking with my prediction on the Rangers in seven. But um, yeah, go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go. They start tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, what else we got to break down? We got to talk about the Seattle crack and their second season, knocking yes. out the reigning Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Man. Avalanche. This first round has been one of the craziest first rounds that I've ever seen in my entire life as a, as a hockey fan. Just seeing both one seeds, the Boston Bruins and the Colorado Avalanche, who I can, I bet you out of all the uh, playoff pools that people made, the, the brackets, probably a good 20% of them had the Bruins and the Avalanche facing each other in the finals. Yeah. Yeah. And both of them are gone. And you know what? It just goes to show you, man, hockey is such a momentum game. But hockey what a fucking... Baseball. The thing with Seattle that people overlook all the time, they don't have a superstar. They don't have a guy that's going to get 110 fucking points or even 80 points really on their team. They don't have a guy that's going to be a point-per-game guy. They are such a gritty, hard-nosed team, man. They are in your face every second they get. And Grubauer, maybe it was because he was facing his old team. That motherfucker stood on his head that series. Played incredible. But what a shocker. What a shocker. So Seattle Kraken moves on against uh, the uh, Colorado Avalanche. We have to talk about Edmonton Oilers being backed by McDavid and Dreisaitl defeating the Kings in six. Yep. And, and dude, holy shit, that fucking, uh, that play by the goaltender there, because I don't think that was, um, I don't think that was um, Jack Campbell. Were they? No, that was Skinner. Oh, my God. That was almost going to be what, like the worst thing in his fucking life. Did you see life. what happened, though? Yeah, he tried hitting it with the fucking stick, and he completely like no his stick it. his stick broke. I'll send you the video. His when he went to I shoot saw the it, video. his stick broke. He had a he had a crack in his stick. So when he went to shoot it, he, if his stick was fine, he would have cleared it there. Oh. But it, it did it like bent like a rubber band, and it went froop, right over the puck. Because <laughs> I, I said the same thing. I'm watching my buddies. I'm like, what a fucking idiot! This is a fucking to tie the game up to get to get a tie game with like four minutes left and an elimination game for the Oilers. And I watched the replay. I'm like, oh, you gotta feel bad for that guy there. That's just brutal luck. Kevin asked, but nonetheless, do you think the NHL will change the playoff seating? I don't think so, Kev, because I think well, although Sid Sid did do a lot of you know, explaining why it should happen, I feel like if he was still the face of the sport because it's McDavid now, maybe they take into consideration. But I don't they think should. Gonna, they I don't should. Think In my opinion, they, they should. should they should do like a one to eight seed. Exactly. I, I don't understand why this is so fucking hard for people to understand. Yes, I, they, I, I know they want you to win your division, then win your conference, then win. But that's not. You shouldn't have to win your division. You, if you finish first place in the Atlantic Division, or say, for instance, the Leafs, we finish second place in in our division, and we get rewarded by playing Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's kind of it's 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 a bit ridiculous. It should be a one to eight, but. Gary Bettman is Gary Bettman. I, I don't think he's going to Fuck Gary Bettman. Me. Bring the Whalers back, you cuck. But we'll have to wait and see. You just never know. No, it's never going to happen. But, he's uh, a, he's we have McDavid, uh, McDavid's got a tough match coming into the second round. They got the Vegas. Do you want to are, 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 are do a preview of the second round? Or just, we'll just talk about it. Fuck it. We'll do a preview of the Yeah, we'll do a little talk, and then we'll just make predictions. Yeah. So, um, yeah, sorry. Predictions, not preview. We are previewing the second round right now, Correct. folks. Vegas Golden Knights take down the Winnipeg Jets in five games. Um, did you did you see Winnipeg Jets' coaches' remarks? Yep. Wow. Okay. 
I understand the guy's upset, but dude, you, you, I mean, you, you kind of just came out and just threw your team right under the bus. Yep. But you know what? In saying that, though, maybe there's something going on with Winnipeg. Like, maybe he does have a point to what he's saying. Maybe there's some shit going on in this room. Because it definitely just seems that there's a lot of turmoil with this team. Like, right after that, you had their old captain who lot, who got his captaincy ripped off him starting this season, Blake Wheeler. Came out and defended the team immediately. And that's kind of what I'm circling back to. It's like, that happened last year. Um, because apparently there was no effort, none of that shit going on. It just seems like it's the same problems for Winnipeg. And then if I was a Winnipeg Jets fan, I would be a little bit concerned about Connor Hellebuck's comments as well. Saying that, uh, not saying that Winnipeg is going to be going for a rebuild, but his contract, I believe, is expiring after next season. And he is in no interest for playing for a shitty team. He wants to go to a win-now team. He wants to compete in the playoffs, compete for a cup. And if Winnipeg doesn't make some moves and... You know, they're a wild card team is what they've been. They they sneak in the playoffs. Like he, he he I feel like he's not looking for that. He's looking to go to a team that could compete for a Stanley Cup, which let's be honest, the Winnipeg Jets clearly are not that team. No. No. Nope. So it it'll be interesting to see what uh, what goes on with him. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to talk about this Oilers Vegas Golden Knight series because I think that is gonna be a very interesting series. Jack Eichel and the Golden Knights. Golden Knights are a really good team, man. They're a tough team to play. And I, I, honestly, I think Golden Knights are going to win this series in seven games. No. I think they're going to take them down. No. Oilers. I got Oilers in six. The firepower, man. Dreisaitl and McDavid. Jack Eichel. And I get it because you know what? You, you've explained Dude, about Vegas so multiple times, you know? If we're looking at firepower, though, yes, they have those two guys. But Vegas has a lot more firepower per guy. They got Jack Eichel. They got Mark Stone. They got guys like Petrangelo on defensemen. They got Chandler Stevenson's been on fire. Really, besides, I mean, Edmonton Oilers, do not get me wrong. That's a hell of a hockey team. You have the two best players Arguably. probably playing hockey yeah. right now on your team. I mean, but there's just something that just worries me about that decor, man. Look at a guy like Darnell Nurse, who was their number one defenseman. He looks like a bag of shit this playoffs. Like I don't know what is wrong with that guy. I think I think you know we we've touched you mainly have touched this multiple times. Like the defense has always been alarming for this for this uh, Oilers team, whether it's the goaltending or the defenseman. I think we all know this going into the series, but is Vegas' defense really that? Strong. Vegas says they they do have a very good defensive core. There's Shea Theodore back there, Petrangelo back there. I believe McNabb is still back there. I could be very wrong on that, to be honest with you. I could be very wrong, but I I'm giving the edge to Vegas in this. I, I, it's going to be a seven game series, in my opinion. It's going to be a hell of a series, but I think Vegas is just built more like a playoff team than the Oilers are. All right. Well, but, you're the, you're the, the hockey guy. I'm not. So. Take and then we'll do a. Moving on to the next battle in the West is going to be the Seattle Kraken against the Dallas Stars. And sorry, Seattle, I think your your Cinderella story is coming to an end because yes. I think Dallas. Honestly, I'm going to say Dallas in five games. One of the one of the main reasons why I think Seattle was able to win that series against Colorado is Colorado's goaltending is really it's it is not where it's not a Stanley Cup contending team goaltending like Alexander Grigoriev was the backup last year to Sturkin. In my eyes, he's not a he's not a starter. He's just not a bona fide number one starter. Jake Ottinger, 
probably right now is the best goalie on planet Earth. That's how good he's playing hockey. And I don't know if Seattle has the firepower to get anything by him or much by him. So I'm going to say stars in five in that series. Possibly four. I'm just going to go off the simple fact of seven games, gruesome games against the Colorado Avalanche for Seattle. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take the. I'm going to ride the train with you. Dallas in five. Yeah. And the last series, we really don't know what it's going to be yet because it's going to be the Carolina Hurricanes against whatever the winner is tonight. And the game starts in about 26 minutes. Whoever it is between the Rangers Rangers and Devils. Rangers and Devils. I'm taking Carolina in six. I I think I'm going to take Carolina too, man. That team is that team. That is actually the team. Not to say that Florida doesn't scare me because Florida just beat Boston Bruins. They're a hell of a team. But. The Carolina is one team in the East that definitely does really worry me. Now, obviously, there still has to be a lot to be played for that matchup to even happen. But in the future, if that does end up happening, that would be a matchup that would scare me for the Leafs or even for Florida, too. Like, I, I, if it's it, Carolina is a hell of a team. Another team that made a lot of good trades, really furred up their decor. Sebastian Ajo is, I mean, just proving everyone that the kid's a fucking superstar. Hell of a team in Carolina. Carolina. Um, and that's, I mean, I guess that pretty much, ra- oh, Jesus Christ. You're right. I guess that pretty much, uh, yeah, I got some, oh, something stuck in the old throat there. Penis. But uh, I just want to end the hockey talk off with uh, go Leafs go, baby. Let's keep her going. Keep the fucking train rolling. Let's go into Florida and show these motherfuckers what we got. All right. I want to take the whole state of Florida down. We already beat Tampa. Give me Florida next. Whatever the whatever the where were they in? What do the Panthers play? Fort Lauderdale, I guess. Near Miami, pretty much that yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're next. After 19 long years, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Toronto Maple Leafs advance on past the second round. Go, well, well, leaves. Go. Let's fucking hope so, man. Let's hope so. I'll be watching all the games at Chuck's Roadhouse at Heartland because we win when I'm there. All right. Yes. But anyways, folks, that's Steve, our hockey Steve talk for tonight. Steve was very upset that you weren't around for any of the games, essentially, except for the one game, and then he took your headset off, and then they came back. Panthers and four, Rudy says. You know what, Rudy? Ottawa Shut the and- fuck oh. up, Rudy, you fucking bitch! Ottawa and what? Oh, shit. Oh, Ottawa, oh wait. Shooting. Look at that. Oh. We can't Ottawa's see got a key time at Glen Oak Golf Course. Okay. Again, Rudy. Hope you're doing good, buddy. Miss you, pal. But also, fuck you. Same, Rudy, but fuck you. <laughs> uh, how are we talking about some basketball here, man? We got some basketball news to go They're on. Playing basketball, unless your name is Giannis. And that is exactly where I think we should start because down goes the Milwaukee Bucks. Number one seed got absolutely cocksmacked, pistol whipped, whatever you want to say, by Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler, I mean, I saw a tweet the other day that I can actually agree with. And there, there, I can't remember who the guy tweeted or exactly what the, what the phrase exactly was, but basically that Jimmy Butler is... Not to say he was as good or even plays like him, but he is basically like the Kobe Bryant kind of right now because he's just that guy that wants to do anything to win. He'll be a fucking asshole to his teammates. He expects everything out of his teammates, and in those big games, he shows up. Yeah, um, 
Jimmy Butler is the best player in the playoffs right now. The rest of the way. Um, I got to give a lot of credit to Scuba Steve here because when we all anal- when we both analyze who we think our ups- you know biggest upset teams are going to be, I said I would pick Miami, but with the exception of Jimmy Butler, who else is going to step up? Well, in this case, Jimmy Butler didn't need anybody to step up. He uh, dude is incredible. Jimmy Butler is a top fifty guaranteed top twenty five player in the regular season. In the playoffs, Jimmy Butler's a top five player. Jimmy Butler turns this shit up in the playoffs, and honestly. The, the 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 he had no reason to take down the Bucks, zero reason whatsoever. No. Here's why I want to say about five the games Bucks. too. Five games. Here's what I want to say about the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis's quote is today's generation. Literally, it is today's generation of being the soft pussy ass bitches that this generation of children growing up have become. It's, it is not a failure if you ask me. Michael Jordan didn't win this. Didn't win nine times. Did Michael Jordan consider it a failure? Of course he did, you fucking idiot. Of course it's a failure. You were the number one seed. You yeah, were the best team in the right Eastern there. Conference, and he lost to a team that all consider everyone thought lost their mojo, including I. In five that, games, that they were going down. And Miami was going to crash. And what are they going to do? And when Tyler Hero breaks his hand and Victor Oladipo tears his patura muscle, I believe, everything looked down. And you blew it! You blew it! You fucking failed. Accept the failure and learn from it. Of all people, of all people, to say that it wasn't a failure, which I never would expect out of Giannis... Really? And you try turning some inspirational bullshit? Dude, your season Weak. is a fucking failure. You're not a four Weak. seed that lost to a five seed. Hell, you're not even a three that lost to six. You're the number one that lost to the eight seed. They were a seven seed, technically, but you lost to them as an eight seed. It's pathetic. You lost, and you sound like a Idiot. And, and here's the other thing I want to mention here, Zach. Go off, Queen. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to say Giannis was the best player for the Bucs in that series because he missed the games. You know who the best player in that series for the Milwaukee Bucks was? I'm ready to hear it. It was fucking Brooke Lopez. Riddle me he this, have Zach. have a few monster games. Riddle me this. Brooke Lopez, only 7-11 shots, 18 points. Do you know how many more shots Middleton and Giannis had compared to Brooke Lopez? They both overhead. They both had over twenty five attempts from the field. I can understand Giannis getting twenty five attempts. I'm not disputing that, but clearly Brook Lopez had the better hand than Chris Middleton, yeah. and clearly better than the Chris Middleton in the series. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's questionable coaching right there. And honestly, when the Bucks won their championship, everything went right for them. Kyrie's ankle snapped. The Celtics really fumbled the bag, as did the Suns. Everything went right for the Milwaukee Bucks. If you ask me, Mike Boonhauser probably should be fired. And I read a thing that the biggest, the biggest thing that mourned for the Bucks this season, the fact that Darvin Ham is now the Lakers coach and was one of Giannis's favorite coaches on the team. And now he's with the Lakers. Yeah, that could uh, that could throw a little bit of the uh, the mojo off of the team. It's so- I still say I, I I'm shocked. You know, oh, yeah. especially in five games. I mean, 
it, it is. It, but you know what, though? This is what I like to see in the NBA because this isn't what you normally see in the NBA. No, I love it. I just think that Giannis sounded like a complete idiot when he said the season's not a failure. Yeah, he did sound like a bit of a, we'll call him 10-ply, soft as baby shit right there. Yes. Come on, Giannis. Yes. Because you you know damn well in your head, losing in five games in the first round as as a one seed is a failure. I don't care who you are, that's a failure. 100%. But Heat move on. Uh, I guess we'll keep it in the East. Mine as well. Uh, Bob, I know you're going to like this one. New York Knicks, in my opinion, shocked a lot of people by taking down the Cavs. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm just going to give you my prediction right off the bat because the difference between the Cavs and the Heat, but also the severity of Jimmy Butler's ankle injury has to be talked about. Prior to that ankle injury, I had the Heat in six for these reasons. When you look at what happened with the Knicks, they were getting nothing out of their front court with Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle because you had Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. But when you look at the highlights, dude, even Jared Allen admit that the lights were too bright for him. Jared Allen and Evan Mobley were getting bullied, okay? Yeah. You're not bullying Bam Adebayo. You're not bullying Cody Zeller. You're not bullying Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry had four blocks last night, let me remind you, okay? And he's got the, the – once he puts that ass into you, man, you're not – you can't even get within like a fucking six-foot radius of him. Facts. Now – I had the Heat in six, but depending how serious this Jimmy Butler ankle injury is, I'm probably might going, be the next series now. I'm going Heat in seven. I'm adding on the game. Still good with the Heat. Still, you know, well, I mean, if he's questionable for game two, even if he does miss game two, I cannot see him. Like they, he knows that they need him out there. I think what will end up happening, Zach, is they'll pay attention closely to Julius Randle's status and make it a spade for a spade. Um, I just I have to go back to hockey for one second because I totally forgot to say something. Um, if this was the last time we saw Patrice Bergeron on the ice, it has been a hell of a Hall of Fame career for that guy. And by the looks of it, I believe that is probably the last time we're going to see Patrice Bergeron in a Boston Bruins uniform or in the NHL because. News came out after he's playing with a herniated disc. He's already his mid-30s, mid to late 30s. He's won everything you need to win. He battled through so much pain this year for that reason, so he was able to compete with this team. What was hoping to be one last cup run, obviously not the ending he wanted, but hell of a career if that's what it is, Patrice Bergeron. You've broken my heart so many times, but it was always fun watching you play, especially when you're on Team Canada. And now we can go back to basketball. R.I.P. Patrice Bergeron's career. Uh, yeah, th- that's my take on the uh, the Knicks and the Heat and the Cavs difference. Uh, Donovan Mitchell really choked in. Um, yeah. here, here's the problem with the Cavs. You got too many guys that need the ball. You talked about with hockey. Too many skilled players, too many skilled players on the Cavs. Lavert, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Isaac Coro. They got to make some moves. They got to dish off some of these guys. Yeah, We'll get take some, Jared Allen some... back. That fight, we could take him in we could take him in Toronto too. Fuck you. Um keeping it now in the uh keeping it in the east, I guess we'll just finish that one off. I think we already talked about the 76 or sweep from the Nets because that did happen last MVP. week. Sorry to bring that up again, Robbie. Uh, With that follow and, by Mr. Honor oh, Art shit, fuck. We're ten away, We're baby. We're ten away, folks. You guys want that fucking Amazon Woo! gift card? We're ten away now, baby. Let's go. Holy fuck, we're going to have to do this. 
We're going to have to actually do this. I know. We, if That's you think cool, about it, though. You know what? They need an average of like four, let alone three per episode now. Yeah, so that's why ever since we've said this, we're going to do this, we've been fucking reeling in the follow, so I'll take it. <laughs> thank God I yeah. got that raise at work. Thank God. God damn. Well, thank God I bet 200 motherfucking dollars on the Leafs in game six. Go, Leafs, go. Go, Leafs, go. And 76ers are going to have to meet the powerhouse Boston Celtics in the second round who take down the Hawks. With no now, Joel Embiid game one. Do you look? Well, I, I think even with Joel Embiid, I think the Celtics are going to take them down. Do you think that this is just a, like, I mean, obviously 76 is not an easy team, but this is, I mean, it's a pretty relatively easy path for the Celtics to the finals this year, especially with no Embiid on the 76ers. Because um, I don't think the Heat or the Knicks would stand a chance No, against Boston. No, the Celtics have the perfect combination of skill and grit. You got skill players, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum with Malcolm Brogdon. And you got grip players like Robert Williams, Al Horford, Marcus Smart. Yeah, such a deep team. Yes, they are well coached, even post Ime Odoku. Um, yeah, Celtics are going to move past the Sixers in four games. Fuck the Sixers. Fuck Joel Embiid, you giant pussy-ass bitch. Well, okay, there it is. Robbie still um, has not gotten over his hatred of Joel Embiid. Um, yeah, I hate that fucking loser, too. Fuck you know, what, Joel, you're not welcome on this show. No, he's the one guy I would never welcome on this goddamn show. Trust me. I'd get him on here just to chirp him. Because you know what? I know he likes to cry like a little bitch. Oh! Kawhi Leonard splashed a oh! little buzzer beat on your ass. Wait, Zach, you want to see how Joel Embiid's going to play defense against the... Do you want to see how he's going to play defense against the Celtics? He's going to... He's going to... Okay, now for the audio listeners, uh, Robbie just launched himself about 13 feet back onto his bed, uh, and, literally and becoming parallel and he, and to the ground. And he's going to do that. He's going to do that when Peyton Pritchard just like pokes him. He is such a floppy fucking. He's such a man. flopping you know, bitch, dude. It's I can't stand that shit. That's either, why he got hurt. Stop flopping. The guy is massive. You do not need to flop. I know it's a part that's of why the he game. Got hurt. That's what we're going to say it, but he just looked like an idiot. Yes. Uh, I think the Celtics are going to go right through them. Uh, and then we can move on to the West. Uh, first thing we have to talk about in the West, man, is Steph fucking Curry. Okay. That's the route we're going to go, but we definitely got to touch the other base. But um, yes. No, I how about this? Sure how about this? this? How about this? So uh, Steve, TJ, and I were talking about it. And we said, who are you going to take game seven? Steve and I are both like, yeah, we're going to take the Warriors just because they're experienced. Here's TJ. Are you fucking serious? They're the worst fucking road team in the fucking NBA. There's no reason they're going to fucking win. Steve said it perfectly. I'm taking guys with championship pedigree than a team that still hasn't found its way. And That's Steph never Curry been there before. did something that no one's ever done. Not Wilt, not Kareem, not Jordan, not Kobe, not LeBron, not D. Wade, not Dirk, not anybody. 50 points in a game seven. Impressive, man. Un-fucking- And honestly, Zach, damn it, I'm going to say it. I got no problem saying it when he, he went to the championship this year or not. Steph Curry's past Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard of all time. If you don't have Steph Curry in your all-time top ten, you're selfish and you're self-centered because you can't let, you can't let go of the past. Steph Curry is a top ten player of all time 
and he's the greatest point guard to ever lace him up. Yes, I understand the point guard position isn't meant off of shooting, but Steph Curry has handles, which is required by a point guard. He can shoot, which is now what needs to be done in today's game, and he definitely makes players around him better. Let's be honest, folks. Jordan Poole is the starting point guard for the Golden State Warriors. You think Klay Thompson, like, let's say from the time Curry's been in the league to where he's been, you think Klay Thompson is going to benefit off of Jordan Poole like that? Do no, you think Andrew not. Wiggins or Harrison Barnes were going to benefit off the career like that? Do you think Draymond Green would be as effective? Do you think that Andre Iguodala would I'm revitalize his career? Iguodala. Stephen Curry is the greatest point guard to ever lace them up. And what's even more beautiful, Zachary? We get it one more time. This may be the last time we ever get to see it. Yeah, Steph Curry we, we, versus LeBron, LeBron James. James baby. And as long if the Suns get past the Nuggets, we get KD versus Steph or KD versus LeBron. It is beautiful. We got some good matchups coming, folks. Uh, we got some good matchups coming. Uh, before we go on to, because I, I obviously want to touch base on the Lakers Memphis series as well, because we got some shit to talk about with that. Before we get on there, did you hear about all these reports about Steph Curry's speech? Um, after game six? No. So apparently Steph Curry had one of the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like powerful, iconic speeches to his team about how fucking pathetic they played in game six. And if they want to show up like that in game seven, don't even bother showing up to the fucking arena. Well, if we're going to be honest, the only person that showed up was Steph Curry. Exactly. And that's, I think that's pretty much what he wanted to go out there and show was you guys think that the, you know, you want to come here and play like shit? Don't even come then. I'll do this myself. Now, Clay Thompson was like seven. one of 10 in the first half, and he did turn around the second half, but Steph Curry was consistent all game long. And honestly, here's the other guy you need to give a lot of credit to Kevon Looney. He yeah, was huge. fighting for them, and, and, and even yeah, makes it more on the sickening to see with Kevon Looney making thirty million less than DeAndre Ayton. And there's that video, KD fighting against Jokic for everything for his fucking life to get that block and rebound. Oh, I saw an Ayton just sitting, sitting there with out of fucking, oh. Not you know, even. You know, what really turned me off about Ayton's game. At practice, he's doing handstands. Not taking the game seriously. No. Not taking it seriously. No, he'll be out of Phoenix. But yeah, so uh, they are, um, excuse me, Golden State Warriors are moving on to play the LA Lakers, who are the seventh seed to take down in the seventh time in NBA history, a number two seed. I need to leave this off. I'm sorry. You go right ahead. I'm getting as close to this camera as I can. Dylan Brooks. As much as I hate Joel Embiid, you are a disgrace. Yeah, you you talk like person, all Brooks. that shit, not just by LeBron, but everybody throughout the whole season. And you don't have the balls. You don't have the fucking balls. The moxie. To sit in front of those cameras and talk about you taking that fat L. And what's even more embarrassing, Dylan, is the fact that you were out of there as quick as you can before they can even enter the locker room like a scared little child. And Ja, the guy that I told people for the last year now, there's something about him I don't like. 
You're fine in the West. You're fine in the West. You know what really pissed it me off, Zach? Doesn't look like it. You know what really pissed me off, Zach? When they're leaving the crypto arena, and Lakers fans are chanting, "Na na na na, na 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 na, hey hey hey, goodbye." And do you know what John Morant was doing, Zach? Did you see what he was doing? No. Was he singing? He was singing and dancing and smiling. You guys will never, ever make it past the first round with your attitudes like that. And one thing I will say, because I posted on Facebook, for the love of God, for the love of God, please free Stephen Adams. Because Stephen Adams has such a great reputation of being a kind man and respect to the game of basketball. And he's stuck with the biggest group of ignorant assholes in the NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies went from one of the most like loved teams to most hated because they talk all that shit and can't back it up. Yeah, that Dylan Brooks, that, that blew me away. The fact that you're going to sit there and talk all that shit and then you can't even fucking face the music after. You can't even just go to media and say, you know what? I'm a man. I was doing what I thought I had to do and I did it to the wrong guy. I did it to arguably one of the greatest players that's ever touched the fucking basketball court and I lit a fire under him that nobody on my team even had a chance of stopping. But instead he chose to uh, hide away, you know, take his little $25,000 fine, which to that guy's probably nothing. What's going on there? I see you. We got another, oh, it's one that's promotion things. They'll be gone. Don't worry. They'll unfollow us. We're not interested. We're not interested. Yeah, um, yeah, you can promote these nuts, Suspendu. How does that sound? All right. Promote these nuts, Holmes. <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about there, but you know what? I feel like I was done what I was saying anyways. Uh, you were talking about Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I mean, he really does look like a absolute pussy, man. You got to, you got to, if you're going to talk that shit and walk the walk. Thank you, Mark. You got to fucking face the noise, man. Yep, you do. You do. Band. Fuck yeah, Mark. Hey, Suspendu. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. All right. But I'm excited for the series, man. Like you said, we're getting the LeBron versus Curry. Who do you got in this one, Rob? Because I know who I got. Honestly, dude, this is one of the tougher very tough decisions very tough i've had to come up with between these two teams here here's the thing the warriors when they're hitting nobody could stop them okay but the lakers they got everything going right yeah lebron's not lebronesque even though he finished the game with 20 points and 20 rebounds anthony davis has stepped up D'Angelo Russell had his best series of his career against the Grizzlies. Austin Reeves is a problem. Dennis Schroeder, for some reason, really performed better in the Lakers than any other team he played on. And then, and then there's the Warriors. No one could guard Steph Curry. Klay Thompson has got to keep it going. Draymond yeah. is going to have to do his very best against Anthony Davis and LeBron with Andrew Wiggins as well, but performing on the offensive side. Kevon Looney's not going to get 20 rebounds like that every time. No. Nope. The biggest 
X factor that will determine the series, Zachary. You know what you're getting out of step. You know what you're going to get out of all those guys I mentioned. What yeah. are you going to get out of Jordan Poole? You want all that money? You got it. Now Now's you're trying to prove yourself. Malik Monk performed out, outperformed you. I'm sorry. You can't let Austin Reeves outperform you, and I think it's going to end up happening. However, you're the real MVP. Warriors in seven, and you the real. Did we get MVP. another follow. I reckon we did. Oh yeah, Bad Juju, Bad Juju TV. TTV. Welcome to that, this channel, my friend. Thank now you. that sounds like a real person right there. That does. That doesn't sound like somebody show. that wants to promote .dot com. Um, if you're listening right now, uh, Mr. Juju or Mrs. Juju, uh, what up, Julian? How are Juju, you, bro? You know? His name is Julian. Julian, how are you, brother? Uh, if you're listening right now, um, we hit a hundred followers in the next three weeks, which we are going to. We have two $100 Amazon US dollars gift cards up for grabs for a raffle for all of our followers. So share with your friends, share with your family. Let's get this sucker up to 100, you know? Hell yeah. Let's get her up there. Um, I'm going to cut you off right now, Robbie, because I'm taking the Los Angeles Lakers in six games. I'll tell you what. Why don't we have a friendly bet? Why don't we have a friendly bet here? What do you? Uh... I'm trying to think because you know we live in two different fucking countries. <laughs> we live in two different countries. Um, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out the details, and I guess we'll why don't uh, why don't we get to like choose what the other person wears live on the podcast after that series goes? All right, bet. I'm definitely keeping the receipt and the tag so I can return it. Okay. No, like I mean, like out of what you have, you know. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that'll be it. We, you, you're going to have to wear something fucked up after the Lakers take down the... Because I'm assuming you're taking Golden State. Did oh, you of say course. Taking? Golden State in seven. Julian's got well, Lakers in seven. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Julian. All right, so nice I'm, Julian's on my side here. I like to see that shit right there. Uh, keeping it in the uh, in the West, we got to talk with the Nuggets and Suns. The winner will be facing the winner of that series we just talked about. The Suns Nuggets, got absolutely game one. dominated yep. in game one. Dominate in game one, but it really pains me to say this. It really does. Nuggets in five. I think the Nuggets are going to take him too. I would like to see a Durant. I honestly, seeing Durant versus the Warriors would be fucking pretty awesome. Let me put it like this. If Kevin Durant has to do all the work against Nikola Jokic because DeAndre Ayton's not going to step up, which they don't stand a chance. Not a chance. I mean, Jokic, dude, the guy's just a beast. He's just a beast. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to say Nuggets in 6. I'm going to I'm going to go with you with the Nuggets. I'm going to keep them in 6. Yeah. Um I don't think Clay's washed Julian. Um if you look at the second Those half, injuries, he, really, he really did step up and yes. You have to take consideration the two ACL injuries and the meniscus injury or the Achilles. I think it was Achilles. Um, you really? Have to I wouldn't say Wash, but I'd say he's. I mean, he, he's, he's he's on the trajectory. He, right. He's like what he's happened to Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose had a couple more good years left after his injuries, and that's what we're going to get out of Clay Thompson. But again, we're talking about a guy that's won everything you need to win, so he's got nothing left to prove, Clay Thompson, in my eyes. Facts. But that, yeah, I guess that kind of wraps up the uh, the basketball portion. I think we went through all the. Uh, I think we did. I think series. we did quite well, if you ask me. I I think we did fucking a one, dude. A uh, one. I guess we can finish it off with just a little bit of um, 
a little bit of NFL talk. We got to review some draft. How shocked are you that Will Levis fell all the way to the second round? Uh, very shocked because I thought you know I was looking at teams like who who is later like uh, I thought for sure maybe a team would take a flyer and be a backup QB, like you know twenty to thirty in that sort of range. I forget who I was talking to, but um, I remember I said, well, I could see the um, oh, fuck, who was it? The Falcons. I said, all right, I could see the Falcons taking him, and the Falcons took B.J. Robinson. They, they're so fucking idiotic. They, they Which, drafted you know Tyler what? Alliger last year, who had over 1,000 rushing yards, and then he drafted another running back. It's the reason why the Falcons are what the Falcons are. All they did was add to an already extremely good, like, were they, were they second in running offense last year? They were fantastic, yes. Why the fuck would you waste those eighth overall? Don't know. Yep. Don't now, know. from what I'm hearing, though, apparently this guy has potential to be like a Hall of Famer. But that's how good okay. this, this guy's potential. Here's the problem. Be. Here's the problem. So did Ezekiel and so did Saquon Barkley. You're, you're taking big risks, taking running backs above, you know, as a top ten pick. Big risks. So there's that. Um, I saw the Raiders are there. I was like, oh, the Raiders are gonna. The Raiders will end up taking them for sure. They didn't. Yeah. I saw. The Packers, I'm like, well, it makes sense because they're probably going to decline Jordan Love's fifth-year option. They could, you know, finagle between two. Nope, they they decided not to. Last one, I was like, all right, if this team doesn't fucking take him, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. The Tampa yeah, his, Bay Buccaneers. They didn't yeah, take you him. Know, you had to feel bad for the guy, too, because he's, I mean, in my eyes, he was going fourth. I thought the Colts had him penciled in. I think the Colts made the better decision, in my opinion, for the longevity of it, but we'll have to wait and see. You know he's from Connecticut. Uh, Richardson or Levis? Levis. Levis. Really? Madison, Connecticut. Dude, his girl. His girl is a fucking smoke show. My God. Good for you, Will. Hey, you didn't get drafted in the first round, but you get to tap that fucking ass every night. That's pretty awesome, if you ask me. That is pretty cool, if you ask me. I'd go second round to bang that chick. Are you kidding me right now? Uh, um. <laughs> Best pick of the draft, if you ask me, and there's no questions asked, is the Philadelphia Eagles getting Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is probably the top regarded player in the draft, but obviously you know the top like four or five teams needed to draft quarterback. He was the best player available, and the Eagles got him at 10. Steve. Yeah, I, I feel like we, we have to talk. Was it the guy Seattle drafted that started playing football at junior in high, a junior in high schools when he started playing football? Zero-star recruit coming out of high school. And what do you go sixth overall in yep. the NFL draft? Yep. That like that that is the stories I like to hear right there. That guy just must be a fucking freak athlete. Yeah. Like, my God. Some people are just born. You know, they're just born lucky like that. Yeah, I know. I'm a freak athlete too. I just looked to the route to not make it professionally. Yeah. Yeah, you're just a freak, pal. Just drop athlete out of that one right no, there. I'm just okay. Fat. I'm just fat. Um, I was happy to see CJ Stroud go nice and early too. I did not expect him to go second overall, Didn't think but the Texans I think we're going to go quarterback with everything that we heard. Yeah. Well, which I mean, what, they, so what happened there? Cause I missed the draft. They made a trade up to get third or do they have two and three? Cause I thought the Cardinals had third Cardinals traded their third pick. I think to the Texans. Yeah. Cause they went and got the, the, the defensive. Two yeah. Two to three. And then the Cardinals moved down to, I think it was 11, like nine or something. something like yeah. That, yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was happy to Let see him go. Let me just get the draft results so we can go through it. Yeah. While you're doing that, um, I just see what Bob comments here. We, uh, we should also report that. Yeah. The, uh, the lions after drafting yet another running back in the first round, 
have moved on from DeAndre Swift. He is now part of the Philadelphia Eagles. And if that guy can stay healthy, he is going to do some numbers for that team, man. Okay, here but we that's go. a big if because we've seen Swift. He can't stay healthy. And that's that for that. Here yep. is the draft results. So we know Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, uh, Texans trade up to get Will Anderson, Edge from Alabama, Anthony Richardson, cornerback Devin Witherspoon from, for the Seattle Seahawks from Illinois. That was the guy, I think, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cardinals end up having the sixth pick, I think, with the trade with the um, the Texans. No, Bob, so Bob said they moved up to 12, and then they did another trade, got up to six. Okay. Um, so they got six, and they trade for Paris John- or they drafted Paris Johnson Jr. from the Ohio State. This I, I don't understand what the Raiders were thinking here, maybe other than we think our offense is good enough to hopefully get some help with Max Crosby because Chandler Jones didn't do his job. They drafted Tyree Wilson. Falcons, Bijan Robinson, or Bijan Robinson, sorry if I mispronounced the first name, Jalen Carter, number nine for the um, the Eagles. The Bears took the lineman that they needed, Darnell Wright, although they think that the next guy that the Titans took was the better option, Peter Skorinski from Northwestern. I don't understand the Lions process here until now they traded um, DeAndre Swift, but Drafting Jamar Gibbs, I think, was an incredible reach that they did not need to go with. Yeah, th- and if you saw the first a- two rounds, they did draft offensively, which I am, again, shocked because I thought they would have focused on the defensive end because that's a part that they were really missing last year. They elected not to. Uh, that 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 Gibbs one was a little bit shocking for me too because yeah. I was like because did they also sign Montgomery? Am I wrong on that? Or who they got who, Montgomery as well? But they had so the same I mean, situation last year. Like Montgomery might be the goal line running back like Jamal Williams was, and Gibbs might do all the dirty work like Swift did. Yeah, that's true. Um, Lucas Van Ness, linebacker, Iowa for the Green Bay Packers. Baradric Jones, which uh, the Steelers trade with the Patriots, they swapped the fourteen seventeen picks. Uh, offensive tackle for Georgia, so protection for Kenny Pickett. The Jets went with Will McDonald from Iowa State. Uh, the Commanders went for Emmanuel Forbes of Mississippi State. And the Jets, I think, tr- no, they didn't trade up. I lied to you. Um, the Patriots took Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon, which they needed to do because, honestly, so I also saw, that's a cornerback, right? Yes. I saw that guy in mock drafts as high as third overall. Some people had that guy going to some mock drafts. So I, when I saw him drop all the way to, what was it, 17? Yep. I, I thought that was, I mean, I think you guys might have got a pretty good pick, pretty good value at 17. They don't have a clear-cut corner to stop all these WR1s. And when you look at what the AFC East has, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, Garrett Wilson, Stephon Diggs, hell, even throw Gabe Davis into the equation. Now they have someone to hopefully stop the damage because they were getting burnt last year by Stephon yeah. Diggs and Tyreek. Or at least maybe not stop it. At least stop a little bit of the bleeding, right. you know? Right. Give them some sort of chance. Right. Uh, and then the Lions elected to go linebacker right after with Jack Campbell. Uh, Buccaneers went with Kalaji Canty. Thoughts and prayers to Shaq Barrett and his family after the unfortunate passing of the two-year-old drowned in their pool in the backyard. That's terrible. Uh, unfortunate passing of his two-year-old daughter, not just a two-year-old, his own daughter. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Very sad to, stuff. Didn't mean to laugh there, neither. I, I am actually very, very sorry. Uh, the I'm Seahawks, usually not making jokes. I can't make a joke about that. That is terrible, terrible news. Seahawks helping out their offense more. Jackson Smith from Ohio State. Quentin Johnson, TCU to the Chargers. Zay Flowers to the Ravens to go along with Odell Beckham Jr., Devin Duverlay, Mark Andrews. Uh, oh, and, and according to Twitter, Antonio Brown. <laughs> as reported by... Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown and nobody else. 
Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> that guy needs to be that guy needs to be put into a fucking room with mattresses on the walls and a straight jacket to tie his arms behind his back because he is a crazy, crazy, crazy motherfucker. He might need to do what Aaron Rodgers did. He's gone. He's far gone past that. He could smoke as much ayahuasca as a goddamn body could handle. He's still going to be fucked for the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Banks, corner from Maryland, goes to the Giants. Dalton Kikad, I think that's his name, tight end for the Bills. Mozzie Smith goes to the Cowboys. Anton Harrison, offensive tackle for the Jags. More protection for Trevor Lawrence. Miles Murphy to the Bengals, who's an edge. Brian Breeze, defensive tackle for the Saints, which was, I think, the Eagles' original pick. But then he got the Eagles at number 30 with Nolan Smith, Edge, and Felix Anduzi Yuzumwa. Edge, Kansas State to go to Kansas City. All right, we broke down the NFL draft. Holy fuck, that hurt. Yeah, that was a... Um, first of all, like, does that draft have to be 14 hours long? Like, can they Can they find a way to condense that fucking thing? Well, the first round, they gave him a minute. Second and third round, you got like seven and five minutes, and then the fourth and after, I don't pay attention to. Which, yeah, honestly, I, I should because, like, I looked back at the Patriots draft in 2019. Their fifth-round pick, I think, was, like, Lawrence Guy, and he's played a good factor for them. Yeah, but no one's sitting at home watching the fifth-round draft selections unless you know somebody that's possibly going to be getting picked. Right. No. No. Uh, well, Stetson Bennett was the only one, but I didn't have time to wait for his bitch ass. Well, that's it for the yeah, NFL. He, yeah, that's you know what that's it for the NFL guys. And I think that, that I think we have taken enough of your guys' time out on this Monday night. Um before we go, I want to give another big shout out to Cody. Thank you so much for coming on, brother. That was awesome talking to you. Hell yeah. Uh we'll be getting him back on again soon for sure. Hell yeah. And that's it, folks. Robbie, uh Zachary, do I have to do the honors and ask you to close us out at this early of a Monday night? Well, you know what, Zachary? Why don't you do it? Zachary, first of all... You're the real MVP. You're the real fucking MVP. Before we go... Oh, shit. I can't read that name. I'm sorry, but thank you so much Hold for the on. follow. Uh, what is it? I, I can read it. I'll do it. Ostentaneous. Oh, it got off my screen so fast. It's like ostentaneous. I, I don't know. I had a hard time. But Mr. Ostentaneous, Julian, and to everybody else who followed, thank you so much for the follow. Join us back here again next Monday, 6.30. Yes. We'll be back. Yes, yes. I'll be hungover as fuck because I got a wedding this upcoming Sunday. Congratulations to Matt and Marissa. I can't wait to celebrate with y'all. Um, Zachary, it's that time. Close this out, big boy. Ladies and gentlemen, that is yet another Monday night live episode of the Sports Cave. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you're here on Twitch watching us live, we appreciate it. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple's whatever the fuck podcast app they got, we appreciate it. Guys, this, this is it. You know what I mean? I got one last thing to say. Go, go, go. go. Stay sexy, Sports Cave. Recording stopped. That was a great episode.